Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, where we get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time, as we are now talking Week 9 in the National Football League. Joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am well, thank you, sir. All right, Bill's joining us this week with a fancy new computer, so if he sounds better, I'm super jealous. Also joining us is Craig Needles. How the heck are you, Craig? I uh, continue to be okay. Uh, obviously, there's uh, there's a lot going on in the world that I'm uh, heavily interested in. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I don't want to get too heavy into what's going on down south, but uh, it's uh, it's a whole thing they got going on right now. Uh, not uh, deciding that whole thing, but uh, that's good not luck a, with all. Yeah, that. very yeah, full channel of the Jerry Seinfeld there. Yeah, absolutely, Bill, you're right. Um, you may have noticed if you're getting this in your uh, podcast feed or on SoundCloud or wherever the heck you happen to be listening to this that we are recording this a day later uh, than we normally do. Because, uh, for various personal reasons that we all had, uh, none of which I care to get into on this podcast, but we all had uh, our various reasons for needing to take an extra day off. And when we were discussing this on uh, Wednesday morning, it uh, broke that a bunch of the San Francisco 49ers had uh, tested positive for COVID. So we all said to ourselves, well, they're going to cancel this Thursday game anyway, uh, based on the fact that four or five members of the San Francisco 49ers are now on the COVID list and that everybody will have to be placed into some sort of isolation. There's just no way this game would go on. Um, Unfortunately, we underestimated the just evil. That's the word I'm using. the, The evil nature of the, of the national football league, you guys, because that game is going on as we squeak, if you can believe it or not. I specifically do believe it. Fair, but like, <laughs> like I mean, this one, this one, the fact that this game is playing right now, as I'm talking, as the words are coming out of my mouth, they, it's 21-3 Packers right now. It, it, this needs to be, this should be such a black eye on the league that this game is being played. It's, it's, it, it's frankly shocking to me. I mean, maybe it's a little bit to mask by the fact that, you know, they, they got more important things going on as we suggested. Uh, but I mean, this, this should be right up there with like the holding of the Ray Rice tape and stuff like that. The fact that they're playing this football game, it should be that disgusting and jarring that the Did Packers just feel like the scheduling nightmare wouldn't work out. I think they're just at this point they're just full steam ahead and they're not they're not gonna uh, rejigger the schedule or anything they need to do. I botched another Thursday night game is is is, is my only theory mm-hmm. because they could have played this like they could have done a couple more days of testing and played this game on Sunday or Monday yeah. and it would have been fine. Yeah, like that. You know, they, they that that's something they could have done. I think they uh, from uh, does Fox have the Thursday game this week? Whoever it is. Uh, didn't want to deal with another cancellation. Here's the thing that I would be annoyed by if I were Fox. Uh, and there's many of them. But the main one is uh, the product here is is greatly suffering. Look, George Kittle was never going to play in this game whether COVID was a thing or not. No. But no. The four, like a significant percentage of the 49ers received, like there's no, I think Bourne is out for this game. Samuel's up for this game. Ayuk's up for this game. So like if 
like, what are they doing? And then yet the Packers, their running back room is basically Jones and everyone else is gone. It just, it, it is like the product is, is suffering here. And that's the thing. Like if, if, if you're making one team play without all their receivers and one team play without all their running backs, the product is suffering. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, the, the ratings adults. and whatnot aren't suffering because we, we we watched a yeah, like we watched a Sunday night football game with Ben DiNucci like playing, like I don't know if I went out there and played uh, if I if they put Matt Pierce out there in a in a uh, in a Cowboys uniform on Sunday I don't I don't know if I would have done much worse than Ben DiNucci and then hearing like Chris Collinsworth go like hey man what a story this Ben DiNucci you know like it's so good you know fifth twenty fifth pick out of whatever it's like. No, like, don't make – they did the same thing with Duck Hodges last year where it was like, watch him play the duck call, and it's like, why are you guys wasting video packages on these guys that are going to be one and done and, like, trying to give us their, their full story? It's just like, who are we kidding here? Like, I don't uh, – I think that's like a gotta talk about something type of situation. Most but likely, yeah. I agree that that's not mm. what you should be doing as a broadcast. And quite frankly, it's embarrassing and demeaning to those guys who are only going to have one, one – one go at it, right? And it's just like, ugh. so bad. Anyway, ugh, I'm ready to move on. It just that. shows you how difficult it is to play quarterback in the NFL, though, from the oh, perspective. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. There's like 20 people on the planet who are good at it. Yeah, in, 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 a, in a professional fashion, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's like 20 people on the planet who are good enough at this to do it. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's... <laughs> That's something. That's 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 not very many. No, uh, but so bad. Anyway, let's uh, move to the Sunday game since the Thursday games we uh, can't talk about right now because it's uh, going on. What I will say about that game, I mean, it's no the information's of no use to anybody now. But that game, I'm just as far as betting concerned, I just like the story of the fact that the game opened up at Packers minus four and a half. Um, the Sharps, I remember, all loved the Niners on Monday when the line came out. Um, then the line got taken off the board Wednesday morning when it looked like the, uh, the game would most likely get canceled because half the Niners receiving core came down with COVID. And then <laughs> Thursday morning, the day, the morning of us recording this, it was Packers minus seven because they were like, all right, heads down, plow ahead. Cause we're playing this football game. Which I definitely is- would have taken the Niners. So uh, again, who knows how this game's going to wind up, but Before I would not have. Yeah, uh, I would have taken the Niners minus seven oh, this morning. The, the, oh, yeah, my, or the plus seven? Well, I got to tell you, once the not at the minus – the Sharps the sharps like the Niners at the plus four on Monday. They came in on the Packers minus seven once they found, once the game got put back on the on the board this morning. Yeah. So, yeah, they, the, well, I, I'm pretty sure their thought process was how often am I, am I going to get to give a, just a touchdown against a team that's playing – nobody with any talent because all their talent is either injured or on the COVID reserve list. Right. I, I think they just looked at the fact that it's going to be just a whole bunch of backups for the Niners. And they were only laying seven with the Packers who have a very good offense. What's their offense in DVOA right now? Green Bay second ranked offense in the league behind Kansas city. So yeah, they're good. I just thought that the Niners would be able to have a formula, not dissimilar to what the Vikings did, which is, mm-hmm. Hey, we're on the ball enough to keep this somewhat yeah. close. But yeah. Anyway, well, let's not talk about a football game that's happening right now. We can break it down yeah, next week. Exactly. Um, so we head to uh, Monday or Sunday mo- afternoon, the one o'clock slate. First up, your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos, in one of the all-time easiest, 
easiest covers I've ever seen in my entire life. I had a, I had my third five and zero week last week. I just like if you're not listening, if you're listening to this podcast, start telling your friends because this is like I'm I'm hot right now. Twenty five and fifteen on the season. You can't get this stuff anywhere else. Uh, but uh, yeah, one of the easiest covers of my life was your Denver Broncos last week, Craig. I mean, like I'm sure when it was twenty one to three felt as though it was fine oh i was didn't even didn't even not even a bead of sweat on me i'm telling you i knew it the whole time actually that's a lie i thought that was dead i'll tell you when they got it within seven though um i was i i was like they're gonna cover this i, I but, felt i'm gonna win too just from the yeah. perspective we're playing i'm like oh mm-hmm. okay the, the the chargers are gonna have a devastating loss here that's how this goes and <laughs> yeah See what happened. I'll tell you, yeah, like the, the Broncos couldn't get anything going, and then when they let Philip R- Lindsay rip off that like 55-yard uh, touchdown, I'm like, okay, that's the shot in the arm we might need there. And then it turns out it was. But yeah, it was just when the Broncos got it within one score, and the Chargers were just completely falling apart. I was, I was like, they're gonna, they're gonna cover this. But they might not win the game. I remember thinking, but, but I'm like, by hook or by crook, they're gonna cover it. And then when they were driving down six, I was like, ooh, <laughs> so good. Uh, they're in Atlanta to face the Falcons this week. Falcons minus four, Craig. Yeah, I want the Broncos. Mm. I, I I have this as a stay away. I, I, I was on the Broncos last week, obviously. I, I, I had my fill there. I just To me, this is a stay away. But uh, if you're one of those types that has to gamble, I'm, I think I'm with you. I'm, I'm, although the Falcons are coming off 10 days rest, and they look very good against the... Uh, yeah, no, they had a nice game. They had a nice game. Yeah, just, uh, just a for me. played a lot better since the coaching change. I I, I kind of like the Falcons in this one. Yeah. Um, Calvin Ridley's health is uh, up in the air, and that's True. Uh, True. that's significant for them. But uh, yeah, I I I I just think that Denver's going to be able to score some points. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just stay away from me. How do you feel on this one, Bill? I like Atlanta here. I think if you take a sample size of the last few games, Atlanta's looked like a a decent team. And if you take a sample size of the full year, the Broncos have had some bad games in there, man. Uh, so they, they, they're coming off a nice one, and that's great. But I still think Atlanta's done a little bit more to prove themselves this week this year. Uh, here's what I'll say about the Denver Broncos this year. They have four losses. Mm-hmm. Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, Kansas City. Yeah, those are four of the best teams in the league, and uh, I, I, think you might, I think you could argue the three best teams in the league are four. But yeah, and then Tennessee is very good. Tennessee, Tennessee is, is somewhere in the yeah. they're seven, very eight good with a suspect defense, which is uh, the theme of many teams in this in this twenty twenty season. But uh, Tampa Bay and Pittsburgh mm-hmm. conveniently. Moving on, the Seattle Seahawks head to Buffalo. This is a big game. Uh, I believe this is the marquee match. I would consider this the marquee matchup of the one o'clock slate. Um, the Seahawks are heading into Buffalo. Seahawks are minus two and a half on the road. Here's what I'll say about this from a gambling perspective. I think the Bills are the play here. I, I know the Seahawks. I know the Seahawks always score a lot of points, and the Bill and the Bills defense is suspect at best. Let me get the DVOAs. I'm curious if the DVOA on this team. Seattle's sixth. Buffalo's 14, so obviously Seattle has the the advantage um, numbers-wise. I think the Bills are the play, though, as the short home dog. But my advice for this game, because they're not going to be one of my five, but my advice for this game is if you like the Bills, wait till Sunday, because I'll bet enough public money comes in on the Seahawks that you you can get this at three, maybe even three and a half. That would be... Uh 
it's already being offered at uh, at three in a few books. Yeah, and if you can find it at three, go seek that out because the I, I would prefer the three, and if you can get it with the three and a half, or maybe you tease it to whatever to get it to three and a half. That would be my move. Uh, Seahawks minus two and a half on the road. How do you feel, Bill? You know what? I I think at two and a half, I'm taking the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks are a damn good team. I, I think this one could be pretty close, um, but I think the Seahawks are a little bit stronger. And I, and I guarantee you there's going to be at least one or two deep balls, even though that Buffalo defense is pretty stout. Um, so I'll take the Seahawks here. Uh, Seahawks minus two and a half. Uh, where are you on this one, Craig? Uh, I'm taking the Seahawks as well. Uh, Buffalo's defense is, and, and I didn't see this coming, but they've been banged up in a few different spots. Buffalo's defense is legitimately terrible. Yes. The fact that the Patriots only scored what they did the other day, that is damning for the Patriots because they left a lot mm-hmm. on the field. Including on most likely a game-winning touchdown <laughs> that Newton yeah, fumbled. Fumble. Yeah. Um, no, I, I want the Seahawks just because I think that Russ is going to have uh, a relatively easy day for himself. Now, is Josh Allen going to get some too? Yeah, mm-hmm. because the, 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 the way to cause problems for the bills is to make Allen make bad decisions. And it's a lot more difficult to do that. If Allen, you know, doesn't have to worry about a pass rush, mm-hmm. which is exactly the situation Seattle presents for teams. They looked a little better last week than they, uh, yeah, no, that, that's, they, they at least made Garoppolo have to think about some things. It wasn't like the, the Kyler Murray situation when he could have written a book back there, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and then thrown the ball for a touchdown to Deandre Hopkins. Uh, no, I, I, I think that the Seahawks win and, and if they can continue to find a way to get pressure like they did last week, yeah, maybe I don't think they will against Buffalo, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm gonna... Chiefs to 26 points. Are the Seahawks going to get more or less than that? The Seahawks going to get a lot le- more than that. I think mm-hmm. you think, I, think, I think the Seahawks that... offense is better or you just think the Seahawks are a worse match for the bills. I think uh, I think I think the Seahawks are a little bit worse matchup for the Bills, but I also think that Kansas City took their foot off the gas in that oh, game. Yeah. Buffalo wasn't going to be able to score to keep up with them. I don't think that the Seahawks are going to have that luxury. Yeah, they don't. They can't have that speed this year because everyone can score on them. That's exactly it. Russ is Russ can't take his foot off the gas at all because the defense is so bad that you can't screw around. Yeah, and that that Chiefs Bills game was marred with all sorts of nonsense like that game was supposed to be played on thursday night we talked about you know earlier the, them not wanting to lose games on thursday anymore that was the game they had to move was the chiefs bills game and so instead of thursday that got played on a monday and then the chiefs were running the ball so well with uh, clyde edwards hilaire in that game that they were they were getting eight yards a clip so they were just running for eight yards and chewing up clock and weren't really getting after it as far as scoring a ton of point because they didn't need to because the clock was more valuable to them than being up for uh, no, right that if uh, if Buffalo was was uh, was up by ten, I think you would have seen Mahomes let loose a little bit. Exactly, but they didn't. They didn't need to. Uh, anyway, moving on. Another game. This also could have been the marquee matchup uh, in the one o'clock slate, and another game where my opinion on it is pretty much the exact same way I feel about the Buffalo Bills. The problem for this one is the line is moving the wrong way. The Baltimore Ravens are heading to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Colts are a short home dog. The line opened up at two and a half. It is now Ravens minus two. So it has gone down half a point uh, in the Colts' favor. My advice for this one was going to be to do the exact same thing as the Buffalo Bills, which is wait until you can get the Colts at three, three and a half, and then jump in on the Colts. 
And I'll bet if you waited till Sunday morning, it, w- it would have would have moved. But now I'm a little bit concerned because the line's going in the other direction. It's uh, it went from two and a half to minus two. Uh, Ravens minus two heading into Indianapolis. What do you think, Bill? Ravens. Mm. Um, I, I think the Colts are good and they have a phenomenal defense. I, I just don't know that the offense is going to be able to, to do much here. Um, I, I feel like they haven't found their rhythm yet. Not one game I've watched from the Colts have I been like, okay, that was a that was a steady game. Um, I, I think I'll take Baltimore because they're a little more even on both sides of the ball. I, I'm still on the Colts here. I, I just I, I think that defense is going to rattle Lamar, and we've we've seen if you, if you if you keep pressure on him and you keep him in the pocket, it's it's tough for him. And and like they've got the guys to spy on him. I I, I like the Colts here. I just thought the line would move the other way. Uh, how do you feel, Craig? I, I like the Colts as well. Uh, I think that the defense is going to be good. Enough. I, I, and the over-under in this game is 47. Mm-hmm. I am, uh, I'm big on the under for this football game. Yeah, I, I think so too. I'm, I, I, I just think the Colts are the play. I think that defense will be able to rattle them. They won't be able to run the ball, which they like to do. And then when Lamar starts to throw it, he's very good at throwing it, but he also has a penchant for uh, leading guys <laughs> into trouble over the middle, uh, which we saw in that last play when, when he tried to uh, – the Steelers just like and look. The Ravens' offense is twentieth in DVOA all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like the, the like that game could like both teams obviously could have won that game. You know the Steelers' yeah. offense particularly good in that game, but that's one that I think that the the Ravens probably should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't. And just their 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 offense wasn't good enough. They didn't get plays and they needed it. And Lamar had some turnovers. And if that, those turnovers didn't happen, those were uh, bad turnovers too. Were bad. Yeah, exactly. They weren't just like all oh, that bounced off two guys' hands and into somebody else's hands. It was uh, it was it was poor choices. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I like I, I I I would like to see the 2019 Ravens offense again. We haven't seen that this year. I would mm-hmm. like, to, uh, but there's, there's been some adjustments here. So the the Ravens have got to figure some things out. I'm actually changing my earlier proclamation that Seahawks-Bills was the marquee matchup. This The Ravens-Colts is the marquee matchup because these teams are 3-5 and five in DVOA, respectively. And, and DVOA rankings-wise, they're insanely similar. Both low-ranked in offense, Baltimore 20, Colts 22. Both top five in defense, five and three, and then top five in special teams as well, one and four for Baltimore and the Colts respectively. So they these are two extremely similar football teams in terms of the way they they like to play. And then mm. you're getting points at home with the Colts. You just you, I, I know Lamar is flashier than Phillip River. Like on paper <laughs> on paper you're like, okay, these are two extremely similar teams. Who do you want? Lamar or Phil Rivers? And in twenty twenty the answer is hundred percent Lamar, but I'm just I'm looking at it and I'm like, you gotta take the Colts here on the road, right? Like, or, or sorry, Colts at home as as the short home favorite. So, I, I like look if if this is the day when the 2019 Ravens offense pops out again, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, just not from the perspective that they run they they, they you know run up and down the field in the Colts, but from the perspective of they look really good. Like they're there you can do that against the the if if they have a, like a good day against the Colts defense, that would be. That, like, but I just I, I wouldn't bet on it. I think that I would want to bet on, on on Indianapolis. I agree. All right, moving on. The Houston Texans head to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Texans minus seven on the road. 
this is a hold your nose and take the Jaguars in a situation for me. I, I, bye. Yeah, to, uh, isn't Jacksonville also coming? Oh off yeah, right. as well. Yeah, these are two teams coming off a bye, if I remember correctly. Should mention hey, the bye no one teams. Wants to play Romeo. No one wants to play Romeo Cornell coming off a bye. Coming off a bye. Yeah, we should mention the bye teams this week. Uh, both the Ohio teams, Cincinnati and Cleveland. Not much to mention there, other than Joe Burrow is flipping awesome and will be even better. And then uh, Philadelphia, they're awful. And uh, the Los Angeles Rams are uh, one Jared Goff ACL tear away from being really, really good. Um, yeah, but uh, this game, yeah, Texans minus seven in Jacksonville. I just, we know teams have trouble going in and dealing with Jacksonville in that, in that, in the, it's a weird place to go lay points on the road. I think you just hold your nose and take the Jaguars. What do you think, Bill? Same. Yeah, you, you take the Jags here just because of the positioning. Um, I, I'm not in love with either of these teams, but uh, I'm taking points at home. Houston's not good, so um, give me the Jags, give me the points. Don't watch the game. Yeah, like if I mean Jacksonville's 31st in DVOA, Houston's 20th. But if I if I said to you, Craig, that like, would you be shocked if the Jaguars flat out like won this game? No. Yeah, like it's it, that wouldn't be shocking, right? It's mm. nope. Yeah. I would be bored at all. I just. Uh, who knows what the Jaguars are up to? Yeah, I I, I, I want the Jags in this game for sure. That said, Gardner Menchu's not starting this game, is he? No, he's not. Who? Uh, oh God, who's? It's no one famous. Um, well, it's it, someone who's who's played games before, though. Let me. I don't, I don't believe so. Is it Jaguars QB? Uh... No, I don't want the all-time list. Come on, I go to the depth chart. <laughs> Sorry. Well, this is great podcasting here. <laughs> I quickly Google the Jaguars depth chart. Whatever the guy's name is. Oh, it's Mike. No, Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon's getting the start. That's who it was. Not Luton. Yeah, no, no. Jake Luton's starting this game. Is he? Oh, I thought I thought I heard Mike Glennon was getting the start. No, Jake Luton is ah, who fucking, who fucking game. Cares? <laughs> yeah. So he's obviously he's a sixth round pick, uh, and like you know, sure. uh, or gee, he did things at Oregon State, but. Yep. Uh, his first NFL start. All I'm saying is this: I don't. I, I'm getting seven points betting yeah. against the 2020 Houston Texans on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost it, hold your nose. Those, I guess. Yeah. yeah, and I'll bet Luton is uh, better than Danucci. That's what I'll say. I'll bet he looks better than Danucci. Uh, <laughs> Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. The Carolina Panthers head to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. This is going to be one of my five. Uh, it's minus 10.5 right now, but it was minus 11 this morning. I took the Carolina Panthers. Uh, so much backdoor cover potential. They're getting Christian McCaffrey back. The Chiefs have had a penchant all year for doing just enough to win. So I don't like this high line uh, with this Panthers team that can win. I'll give it to you guys at the plus 11 if you want it at the plus 11. But um, I'm taking the Panthers, and they're going to be one of my five. What do you think, Bill? Yeah, I actually really like the Panthers when I saw this line. It, it's just too many. Mm-hmm. Um, much more than a touchdown here doesn't seem – seem great and and the fact that they're getting some key players back and, and you're right um Mahomes has played quite well but we discussed it with Buffalo before they scored 26 against Buffalo because the foot was off the gas there so uh, absolutely I'll take uh Carolina here mm-hmm. uh Panthers won my five yeah okay yeah so we're all in agreement it's too it's it's just it's simply uh, it's simply too much so yeah and the, the Chiefs are great but yeah yeah, the Chiefs are great, and they're perfectly capable of covering this, but they just they, they haven't been doing it all year with the exception of they were playing the Jets last week. And if they were 
they they weren't exactly you know busting it out against the Jets, right? The Jets. Yeah, that was so the thing. They were not exactly it seemed stressed about uh, mm-hmm. about covering, and then they covered. So yeah, exactly. So it's just nonsense. Uh, all right, moving on. Uh, next up, grudge match between a couple members of these po- uh, couple members of this podcast. My beloved Detroit Lions are heading into Minnesota to take on your Vikings. Bill Vikings minus four and a half. Um, I like the Lions, but only because I think this is a field goal game and they're giving away uh, the Lions. This should be Vikings minus three, I think, and. Uh, the it's the it's in the Vegas zone at four and a half. I think it's too much for what I believe to be. Oh, well, I think I think that's part, that that part of that has to be because we're not sure whether Matthew Stafford's playing in this football game or not. Well, actually, it opened up at four, and now it's minus five and a half. So apparently, Stafford's only worth half a point to the spread. <laughs> and the reason the line hasn't moved too much is that I believe that Matthew Stafford will play this Sunday game, and I think that because um, he doesn't ha- he's on the COVID reserve list. But he's a close contact, not a had it. Exactly, so. not a had it, and I think that this is a bit of gamesmanship by Patricia, who comes from the Belichick school of fucking with the uh, with the injury report, and uh, I, I think this is him trying to mess with the Vikings a little bit, going like, "Oh yeah, Chase Daniels is going to start because we think Stafford might have COVID." So uh, my my guess is the reason this line hasn't moved at all is because I mean, if Chase Daniels plays this game, it's got to be at least Vikings minus six, right? Like, there's no. There's no way Stafford's only worth half a point. That's just a slap in the face. But, yeah, I think it's a three-point game, so I, I like the Lions getting points. They're probably going to be one of my five. Bill, how do you feel about your Vikings this week? You know, certainly better this week than last. Um, <laughs> they killed the, the Packers, though. I was yeah. all over them. God, I love that. That was so good. Yeah. That, that was actually – that was one of, like – look, the, the, the Packers' run defense is, is horrific, of course. Yeah. Uh, like, Kirk Cousins could have gone to the line and said, we're going to Dalvin, going right. And it yeah. wouldn't have mattered because everyone <laughs> watching the game, it was windy. Everyone watching the game knew, oh, yeah, the Vikings are going to run the ball on this play. And it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It didn't matter. They just, they, 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 like, Cook got, like, eight yards a touch or whatever it was. And he had the that great run on that 50-yard screen. There was another screen where it was third and ten, and they just popped the screen to him. And basically, as soon as he got it, I kind of looked at the way that the defense was set up. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to get this. Like, there were just some really, really – well-schemed stuff by Gary Kubiak in there, of course. And the Packers are just terrible against the run. So a good piece of advice for teams that are playing the Packers is uh, don't be down 28-3 to like the 49ers are right now. Uh, instead, try to be ahead so you can run the ball a little bit. The Vikings figured, okay, yeah, you, you guys are scoring. You, you, they, the Packers were up seven uh, two times in the first half, and the Vikings were like, no, we're just going to keep running the ball every time. And they did, and it paid off. So, a uh, great game plan for Minnesota. Uh, I think they might be able to do something not dissimilar this week. Mm-hmm. They might be able to do something not dissimilar. The question is, are the Lions going to be able to throw it over the top? Kenny Galladay not being part of this, that one we know for sure. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that hurts the Lions, I think, so we'll see. But I think that this is going to be uh, – I, I, I want the – the line is high. You're right. If Stafford plays, this, this line is higher than it should be. So I think it's a stay away for me, but uh, I, I think the Vikings win the game outright. Yeah, I, 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 to me, it's just a three-point game, and the line's too high. That's, that's... Yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not ready to trust the, the Vikings so much just yet because uh, there's been some bad games this year. But I, I, I think if this was an even three, I, I'd say sure. But, yeah, you're getting a free point, I guess. Look at it that way. 
with the 2020 Vikings, like I, I know it's against Tennessee is a little bit different, but essentially, if if they don't get in a situation where they're in trouble in the first quarter, like they did against Atlanta and they did against Green Bay in the first game, they're fine. You, they just have to be able to consistently run the ball, otherwise, it's an issue. Even even the game against Seattle, they were able to consistently run the ball, and they probably they were a yard away from winning that game. So you know, it's just you they they can't get down early. However, you can't rule that out in this situation. So, yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not in love with taking the Vikings here. Yeah, Minnesota's 15th, Detroit 17th in DVOA, and the margins are fairly slim <laughs> between the two of them. The uh, Minnesota just has a slightly better special teams. That's basically yeah. it. I, I I would uh, what I would say about this game if you're betting it is if one team has a really lousy first quarter, mm-hmm. uh and you're counting on the other team to come back and help you get a cover, I'd be far happier counting on the Lions than it would be counting on the Vikings. Yeah, so that's probably all you need to know for this one. Uh, moving on, the Chicago Bears are heading to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The Titans are minus six in this game. Uh, Tennessee currently 13th in DVOA, Chicago 18th. Wow, that's actually higher than I thought they'd be. Um uh, this game's to stay away from me. I don't want to trust either of these two teams. Titans minus six. What do you think, Bill? I like the Titans here. I think uh, I would have put this at a touchdown. The Titans have been fantastic, and, and Chicago's had a, a decent showing on some defenses, but I think they're just going to wear away on this one. I think you're going to see a lot of uh, Derrick Henry, maybe not as much Tannehill, um, but I think Tennessee's just going to control this game for 60 minutes. Titans minus six. What do you think, Craig? I like the Titans as well. Mm-hmm. I just, I think they're, I think they're better, and I think that maybe the chickens are coming home to roost a little bit on the uh, the, the fraudulent Chicago Bears. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, just to stay away from me. But if you're one of those compulsive types who has to gamble, I suppose it looks like it's the Titans. Uh, last game of the one o'clock slate. I will say it's not a do, it's not a doozy. And if I, I suspect Craig will have something to say about this football game. But before I pass over to Craig to make uh, what I assume will be a proclamation, I will say that I think that there is some gambling value in this football game. The New York Giants are heading to Washington to take on the football team. The Washington is getting a three-point home bump. Uh, Craig Needles, what do you have to say about this one? Scott Hansen mm-hmm. showed this game. <laughs> well, I've, got an I've got an announcement about the Scott Hansen game. Yeah, what a layup it was this week for you. Uh, <laughs> it's a layup for me. But I've got an announcement about the Scott Hansen game that I think everybody needs to hear. Okay. Um, because this was such a layup. Mm-hmm. Because we've had a couple of these layups. I am now banning the idea for myself, declaring the NFC uh, two games involving a game involving two NFC East teams rather mm-hmm. as the Scott Hansen game. I, I okay. need to be. Li- Greater than that. Yeah, so, you, know, you want to get a little better, you think? Yeah. I respect that. If we have Eagles Giants next week, that's not going to be the Scott Hansen game. I'm not sure what it's going to be, but it's yeah. not going to involve two teams from the NFC East. That's that's fair, and I I, I respect you having uh, having more uh, have I, more just respect for yourself. A higher standard to find a game I don't want to watch. I'd rather pretend these NFC East games don't even exist. Fair enough. That said, I think there's an incredible amount of value on Washington in this foot. I this like game. Washington as well in this game. I think yeah. I, I think that they're definitely going to cover the three. I think this is going to be this is going to be one of my five. We've got Daniel Jones, who isn't good on a short week, a having played Monday night 
and gave it their all. We can talk about whether or not we thought that should have been a, uh, a penalty call at the end there. I don't think so. But um, that was... Good. You tell the Bucks were totally half-assed in that football game. Oh, they absolutely were doing just enough to win it because they had a. It was such a look-ahead game. I was texting you the 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 Monday morning. I was like, this is this is like the Giants plus eleven is is like a mortal lock. They're they're not going to do anything worse. The only way you would get hurt in that is if Jones had turned the ball over like four times, which he didn't. He played well uh, enough uh, to. But here's the thing, though, that was. Like- one of the outcomes fair yeah but you just knew you just knew that the bucks were only going to do just enough to win and then be like all right now let's get ready for the saints because that's a huge game because they need to win that they can't go over two against the saints we'll discuss that later that said giants are awful short week for them football teams coming off a a coming off a bye week they are well rested they're quite frankly they're just the better effing team in this football game they've got more talent uh, Kyle Allen, who, you know, he, he doesn't make a ton of mistakes, which is something you want when you're, you want a bad team to cover. Uh, but yeah, the, I like the football team to cover the three and, and, and outright win this game. I think there's great value there. And quite frankly, they're probably going to be one of my five bill, uh, Washington football team minus three against the giants. Where are you? You know what? I haven't put a lot of thought into this game and I won't. So Fair. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I refuse. Uh, sure, Washington is fine. Daniel Jones, the third leading rusher in the NFL this year. Uh, he's he's a beast. What can I say? He, are, is he elite? Maybe too soon to tell. Mm-hmm. Here's here's my official recommendation on this football game. Dare you? <laughs> Fair. Here's my official recommendation for this football game. Take Washington. Don't watch it. Just check the final score. You'll be fine. That seems fair. That's my official recommendation for that game. All right, moving on to the 4 o'clock slate. The Las Vegas Raiders are heading to Los Angeles to take on the Chargers, who set some sort of inhumanious, sorry, ignominious, that's a hard word to say, uh, record with uh, blowing, I think, their fourth straight 16-point lead in a row or something like that against your Broncos, Craig? Although they won one of those games in there, but they had the they had the three-score lead and then somehow gave it away before winning. They're facing the Raiders. The Chargers are getting minus one. Wow, way too low. This is this is recency bias in the Chargers. The Chargers are the better team. They're going to blow at the Raiders and win. Chargers minus one, they're going to be one of my five. What do you think, Craig? I kind of like the Raiders. Really? Getting the plus one. Yeah, I just... I I just think it's close, and I'll take the point. And like the Chargers, we know what they do or don't do in close games. Uh, I don't know. I just I just I just kind of like the Raiders here. Um, I, I like the Raiders. You just how good the Chargers are. Like how good are the Chargers? I think they're very good. I think Anthony Lynn is just kind of needs a little work in his fourth quarter uh, game management. There, that's all it is. I, I think the Chargers have fallen victim to when, when quarterbacks start chucking it, they don't stop them. Um, and, and, and Carr can air it out. Like Carr, he, I think he might be okay. He might be able to move the ball pretty solidly against these Chargers here. I don't love this one either way, but I think if I had to choose, I might take uh, the, probably the Raiders. Really? I See, I'm, I just – I think the Chargers are, are... – Man, they're they're definitely going to be one of my five. I I think they're a lock. I think I think I think the Raiders just got a a pretty grindy win on the road against the 
like like they had a pretty grindy ro- uh, win on the road against the against the Browns, a game that they probably shouldn't have won. The Browns were just so bad that that they were able to get it that win. And then the Chargers should have beat the Broncos, but didn't. And here we are. And so you got the Raiders who are feeling really high heading into a road game, and you got the Chargers who are probably a little bit pissed off and a little bit more focused for this game. I, just, I, I think the Chargers win this game, so I, I, I like the Chargers here, so I'm, I'm going to go against you guys on this one, I think. I really, I really like the Chargers this week. Um, here's another game that I like, probably going to be one of my five. The Miami Dolphins are heading into Arizona to take on the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are minus four and a half. I feel the exact same way about this game that I do as the Lions. I don't get why this is four and a half instead of three. So I like the Dolphins. What do you think? Bill, Cardinals minus four and a half. I don't know. I'm not enamored with either of these teams. Um, I, I think I take the points here, go with Miami. Um, it does seem a little bit high for Arizona. Arizona is not particularly great, mm-hmm. nor is Miami, though. Uh, take the points and don't think about it much. Like, Craig, let me ask you this. Are the Miami Dolphins the better football team of these two? Hmm. That's an interesting question. Uh, DVOA would say yes, not by much. Miami's ninth and Arizona's 11th. So it's not it's not exactly a landslide victory, but DVOA would tell you the Miami Dolphins are the better football team. Yeah. No, I I would feel similarly about what you uh, I want to talk about Brian Flores for a second. He just had me. <sighs> Game plan against the Rams. Oh, so good. Just like, just, and look, they got some breaks, obviously. Oh, yeah. They kick off return and the phone. They got two special team scores. That'll help you, right? Yeah. If you, if you get that, you're going to win most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, the Rams, you know, didn't help themselves. But the thing with the Rams is if you get in a situation where they're way behind, that takes away a lot of what they like to do on offense. So you don't have to believe any of that play action stuff. And then you can kind of dominate them a little bit. That's exactly what happened. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do with Tua this week as far as they take the uh, take the wheels off a little bit and let him go. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, uh, I, I, I'm not sure if they will, but uh, uh, I, I think I want the Cardinals in this game just because I I want Kyler Murray instead of Tua in a second game, and I got, want Kyler Murray coming off a bye. Uh, give me the Cardinals. See, I'm, I, I like the Dolphins. I just think they're the better team. I, th- I think they're – I the, – yeah. the, 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 the Cardinals just beat Seattle. Yeah, but that's not. I mean, that that's Seahawks defense. Like, like beating Seattle is is no big shakes to me, just because of how bad that Seahawks defense is. I like. I don't know. I just. I. I like. And that, I was just gonna say, hey, I mean, I, I like the the NFC West team, but the the, the Dolphins just beat an NFC West team. But uh, yeah, I. No, I get it. I I, I like the Dolphins too, and. The other thing that, and this is maybe hot takey, but the people saying, oh, yeah, the Patriots' reign of dominance is over. The Bills are going to win the AFC East. Like, mm-hmm. hold your horses on that because I don't know if the Bills will win the AFC East. Yeah, the Dolphins might have something to say about Dolphins that. Dolphins are good. Um, yeah. And I'm, I'm a little bit sad about my Bill Belichick coach of the year bet, which. Yeah, well, still know, time. Still time. But I've, I've, if the Dolphins make the playoffs, Brian Flores is winning that. Yeah, that's true. I still had the. Uh... What do you call? Well, I also, while we want to get sad on the Patriots, well, there'll be plenty of time for that. But uh, I did have the Patriots over, which is more or less me also saying, "Hey, Bill Belichick, go get it for me, <laughs> right?" And not looking like he did. Well, t- yeah. I want to talk about that in a sec because Bill Belichick's had some yeah. strange this week. Um, yeah, 
I, I just, I, I don't know. I think the Dolphins, I think the, the Cardinals are good. And I, I think both these yeah. teams are good, but I'll, I I'll think take. they're both very good. I just, I just think the Dolphins are better. Yeah, it should be a very good game. This, I, it was, this, this is like obviously the best game of the four o'clock slate. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Raiders Chargers is going to be fun. It's going to be damn fun. And then Steelers Cowboys will be, which we'll get to in a second. That'll be fun in terms of just watching the Steelers grind the Cowboys into dust. In, in that That'll, game, because so the only thing that I'm looking forward to watching in Steelers Cowboys is Jerry Jones box. <laughs> yeah, she's so bad. Show like, Jerry. They did the thing, and I mean, poor Jerry on this one. But you know, and it's not often you say poor Jerry. In fact, you don't really say it, and I'm saying it rather sarcastically here. But well, poor Jerry. But yeah, please continue. Yeah, I know, but like poor Jerry on this one is the fact that when it, like. He's in the box. They're going to go to him. The Cowboys are getting destroyed. He's sitting there watching fucking Ben DiNucci do nothing. And he's leaning over, slumped with the COVID mask on, thinking, like, wow, this is really the team. Like, we were supposed to – like, we, we were a team that Super Bowl aspirations were, were, were then, and they, they caught him in the slumped-up motion. And then you could tell somebody in the background – in one of his box went, Hey Jerry, you're on the camera now. And so for the last second before they cut away, he sat straight up and acted like, you know, like it was like very like regal Jerry Jones. And it was just like, Oh man, poor Jerry. Right? Like, but just for that specific instance, cause you know, he's, he's doing all right in, in actual life. So like, geez. Uh, but yeah, as far as Dolphins Cardinals goes, I'm, I'm just going to disagree with you. I, th- I think the Dolphins are the better football team here. I think this should be three and we're getting an extra point and a half. So that's, that's, that's what I'll say. Now we can move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Dallas Cowboys, the last game of the 4 o'clock slate. Dolphins-Cardinals, as we suggested, is the marquee matchup of the 4 o'clock slate. Uh, this line opened up at Steelers minus 12.5, and, and it has gotten steadily worse for the Cowboys because it is currently sitting at Steelers minus 14. Uh, Steelers, uh, two touchdown road favorites against the Cowboys. Bill, where are you? Cooper Rush starting this game, by the way, for the uh, – for the Cowboys instead of uh, the Cooper Gucci. Rush, the Cooper Rush. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Which hilarious. Like sounds like the most made up Madden create a character name <laughs> of all time. Like, I think I doubt, I think, I think Cooper Rush spent like some time on like my Detroit lions in like 2032 in one of the Madden simulations. So bad. Cooper Rush though. Cooper fucking rush for you, Bill. <laughs> Cooper fucking rush. Um, I, I, I think you gotta take Pittsburgh here. I mean, with with how much pressure they were able to put on Danucci last week, Pittsburgh's going to be even more aggressive. Uh, no reason to think Pittsburgh's not going to come away with seven on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they're a strong offense. I I think I got to go with. I hate laying this many points, but I like Pittsburgh. Yeah, you wanted to get it early when you weren't laying two full yeah. touchdowns. But here we are, Steelers laying two full against the uh, Cowboys on the road. What do you think? Craig, I'm taking the Steelers. I'm not a psychopath. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I'm not gonna put money on this because it's 14. That's too many. But I, mm. I think I want Steelers. Yeah, it tees the Steelers down a little bit. Something a bit more respectable. But I mean, like, how insane is it that we have a like it in? The Cowboys are so bad, but they're they're also this weird combination of like the New York Jets know they're bad, right? But they still go out there and kind of give it their all. This Cowboys team was supposed to be good and are are now just not. And they go out there and they play like it, where they they don't like like the Jets at least act like they want to be there. They just don't have any fucking talent and are poorly coached. <laughs> the, the Steelers or the Cowboys have a lot of talent, but they just go out there and act like they don't give a fuck, right? Because they're just like 
the majority of the Cowboys talent, of course, is not going to participate in this football game. That's true. I mean, like, they've got C.D. Lamb, who was a, a bit of a sensation there before. And, like, Gallup is, was very yeah. good. And Amari Cooper was also good. And, and yep. Ezekiel guys, Elliott. Yeah, the guys you named were all offensive skill guys in an true. offense by Ben DiNucci. So it like, doesn't matter how much. Hey, how Cooper hard. Rush, sir. How dare you? Yeah. Some well, point. how many times do they snap it right to Zeke? They're just like, we need to get this guy out of here. Yeah. Oh God, I'm glad you mentioned that. Bill was the hilarious high school, like like Mike McCartney's big move in, in a Sunday night football game again with Ben DiNucci at quarterback. His big move was like, hey guys, what if we tried four or five high school style trick plays in the first quarter? You guys think that'll get us over the top? <laughs> like, it was like a disastrous end around that just, it never had a chance from the start. Oh my God. It's bad, bad, bad. Uh, the Eagles were so bad that, you know, Taducci had a couple of shots there. And then like the best part, the highlight of that game though, was if you stayed till the end, Al Michaels got to make the, the obligatory, like I want to mention gambling and I'm going to mention it without actually saying the word gambling. But like, it was when it's like, yeah, are some people real interested in the end of this drive? Because the Eagles yeah. are favorites, right? <laughs> well, we'll see what happens at the end yeah, of this drive. Yeah, it, was, it was a fourteen point game, but the but the, the they were seven and a half, right? The 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 uh, yeah, the Eagles were minus seven and a half. So if if the spread but yeah, either way, uh, whether whether they covered or not was clearly uh, was clearly on the line at the end of the game. So yeah, hilarious, God, yeah, and just how insane is it that this Cowboys team, who some people you know had money on to like win the Super Bowl or make the Super Bowl or at the very least do anything, we're sitting here week nine and being like, yeah, I think you should take a team that's a two point road dog, that's a two touchdown road favorite. Like, holy God, just insane. Anyway, let's move over to the Sunday Nighter, which is actually worth watching. Uh, the New Orleans Saints head into Tampa Bay to take on the Buccaneers. This game opened up at Buccaneers minus five. It has now been bet down to Buccaneers minus four and a half. That is a lot of public money coming in on the Saints that actually moved the line, so don't get fooled on that one. The Sharps are on the Bucs. Uh, the Bucs are number one in DVOA and significantly favored uh, in DVOA. Um, New Orleans is seven, so they're no slouch, but, uh, man, they are, <sighs> Tampa Bay is really freaking good. I know they just did just enough on that Monday night. Or yeah, that was, that was not, I don't think we can take casting aspersions about the Buccaneers based on yeah. that. I think that that was a situation where they're like, all right, we're just put in neutral here. And we have seen teams quarterbacked by this particular player do that before. Yeah. And they're also getting Chris Godwin is allegedly like he, I don't think he'll play in this one. He'll probably take one more week, but there's been some rumors that his his thumb or whatever is healing and he might get in this game, but they are also adding Antonio Brown in regard, uh, you know, in, in lieu of Chris Godwin getting back. Um, Gronk has been somewhat rejuvenated. I'm, I'm just, man, I'm, I'm all in on the bucks in this game. They're not going to be one of my five, but I will have side money for sure on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers minus four and a half currently, Bill, what do you think? Bucks. I, I just I think they're fantastic. They're a good team. Um, New Orleans isn't bad, but uh, they haven't been as good as they usually are. So give me the Bucks here. I think the Bucks are going to win by uh, over a touchdown. Uh, Bucks minus four and a half currently. Craig, where are you on this one? Tampa. Yeah. This is one of my five. Tampa. Yeah. Tampa. Do we have group. any? Uh, yeah, but uh, 
the box narrowly – they were six, and they, they narrowly missed my – and I liked them at the minus five. And now there you get a, an extra half point coming your way. Um, yeah, box are just really, really good right now. They look so – like, We'll talk good. about this now just because I know we were going to talk about the Patriots in a second. Yeah, but, might as well get into it. Yeah, uh, the, the situation that we've – like. The legacies were on the line for some people with that breakup. And then that's what it was. It was a breakup. Legacies were on the line. Yeah. As, as and, silly as, as the conversations were going to be and they, and currently are, you're right. Legacies were on the line. Continue. Sorry. I interrupted you. Well, because basically here's what was on the line. Is if Belichick for the rest of his career doesn't really have a team quite as good as the ones he did sort of early in New England. Mm-hmm. Early, I mean the first 20 years. And if like and if Brady the rest of his career goes to Tampa and they you know make the Super Bowl once and the NFC title game once, there's going to be attached to Belichick for the rest of his career. Well, yeah, good coach, but look at his record without Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That's that's attached to Belichick forever, and that would fucking kill that guy. Yes, it would. <laughs> I mean, what was his record without Tom Brady when he was on the Patriots, though? Like, you know, Brady well, deflated a few footballs yeah, yeah, and he won with Garoppolo. Yeah, he had the messy stint in Cleveland, though. Yeah, which is a little bit different. But no, you're right. He did. He he went 11 and five with Matt Castle, and and full full marks for going 11 and five with Matt Castle. He went three and one with uh, a combination of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo and um, who else played quarterback when Brady was suspended for the Blake game? Oh, uh, oh, oh, God! He played for. Um, come on, Matt. He played for the. He was the starting quarterback for the Colts last year. Yeah, Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby um, Brissett, thank you. He, yeah, he went three and one with Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo, but and so like you know those that's good. But if when Tom goes, and the Bucks are one of the better teams in football for however long this is going to last, and they certainly are right now, and if the Patriots are bad, like that, that's yeah. something that lasts for a long time. Yeah, yeah. they need and to have a winning record for him to save face here. Yeah, yeah. and if the Bucks go on, let's say the Bucks go on to win the Super Bowl this year. Not not exactly yeah. an that, impossible it's, thing. It's, it's it's the inverse, right? Because mm-hmm. for a long time, and I've said this too, when people talk about the Tom Brady Peyton Manning situation, I've said, hey, yeah, yeah, Tom Brady's got a lot of better career accolades, but he had a massive goddamn advantage. Whereas not only did Tom Brady have Bill Belichick the whole time, but he never had to go against Bill Belichick. That is handy. Mm-hmm. That is a handy thing if you're talking about someone who's played football in this era as a quarterback. Oh yeah, I was never against Belichick. He was always on my side. Like that's yeah. massive. That's massive. Absolutely. Mass. Um, and, that, and as far as that argument goes, you're absolutely right. But yeah, if if if, and like Bilicek had his little press conference today where he had that little comment where he said, or not today, sorry, it was a couple days ago. He's talking about well, we you know we we went all in and we won three Super Bowls and all that stuff. And yeah. it, to me, it came off as like, well, we were you know just mortgaging the future because we had Tom and Tom wanted us to. That that's how it came off to me. Oh, it was so bitter. It was just laced with bitter and like. To me, it just says it like it, it absolutely said to me that Tom Brady leaving is hurting Bill Belichick more than he's caring than he would care to let people know. Like it, no. it absolutely is. And then if you like, there's if you go and you check the DVOA rankings, Tampa Bay numero uno, New England Patriots twenty sixth in DVOA. Yeah, and, and, it, and so do you think that it hurts Belichick more from the perspective of like? So imagine you have, like, have you know, a, a breakup with someone you've been in a relationship with for 20 years, mm-hmm. and you've got this mutual friend, 
and the mutual friend says, oh, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. But then you break up and the mutual friend says, oh, I want to go hang out with the other person all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, bronk the mutual friend here? Is that like... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh, man, football sucks. It's not fun anymore. I don't want to play. And then yeah. Tom the team and Gronk's like, well, you know, actually, I do kind of want to play football now. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, who's that supposed to be about? Like, I've got a pretty good idea as to as to the reason why Gronk didn't think football was fun anymore. Like, I'm pretty sure I know who the reason was. So, mm-hmm. like, again, the greatest coach in the history of the NFL, but it, there might be a situation that when we talk about Bill Belichick's legacy, if, if, if he can't build a good Patriots team in the post-Brady era, yeah. that's gonna ta- that's gonna be that's that's going to be something that's stapled to his resume. Something that's the, the the arguments presented around him for the re- for the rest of time is well, great yeah. coach, but he could never really do it without Tom Brady. And there's also the and I thought we with- go the other way. I thought we were going to be in a situation that whenever Brady moved on, and if he's going to go with some other team, I think we would. Well, I thought we were going to say about Tom, well, great quarterback, but you know he was always with Belichick, and they like you know he always had that advantage. Uh, now he's like again, and, and we've only played half a season here. But things are going pretty goddamn well in Tampa Bay. I mean, first three weeks of the year, that's what we were all thinking. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Brady did not come out of the gate that that good. You're right. Oh. Well, and here, this is what I'm comparing it to, and this is why I kind of was, was was bullish on Tampa Bay this year, sort of even after the start, was, remember, and I've t- said this in the podcast before, Manning's first year in Denver, the first couple weeks were really uneven. Yes. Were really uneven. And then, you know, things really started firing on all cylinders. Uh, with that Monday Night Football comeback against the Chargers. Now, the Bucks haven't had anything that dramatic, but I, I thought it might be a similar situation where, you know, Tom's been in one place forever, has to go to a new team. It takes everyone a little bit to sort of get used to things. Uh, and, and Manning was going into a similar situation in Denver. We didn't know it. But when he comes into Denver and they're like, oh, yeah, no, you've got Demarius Thomas and, and Eric Decker. Like, that's pretty good. You know, that's... That's 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 not that's 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 pretty good st- thing to start with. And Peyton Manning had an idea. We just didn't quite know it because the offense that uh, the Broncos were running was not exactly uh, highlighting receiver play the previous season. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Tebow. Yeah, they're, they're b- both excellent run blockers. Those two guys. But yeah. <laughs> like you know the point is that you know Demarius Thomas had a couple of big plays, obviously, including the one against Pittsburgh in overtime. But you know the the, the point stands that they came into a place, both quarterbacks with the Hall of Fame resumes and all this stuff. And they came in with with good young receivers they hadn't worked with before. And just it took a little while. It took a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's what's going on here. I guess uh, Gronkowski is the Brandon Stokely of the situation where, uh, oh, yeah, this is a guy you played with before. And he's on this team now, too. But yeah. <laughs> and, and my yeah. And like we and we said it in week one after they they were disjointed and lost the game, the close one to the Saints. Anyway, we said we like check back with us in November on yeah. on the Bucks team. And here Turns we are out, in November. And yeah. And it, it yeah. didn't even take till November for them to become good, you know. Exactly, uh, exactly. And and I, now they, they I, look. I think the biggest statement of the year, the biggest statement game of the year so far, uh, other than well, maybe Kansas City kicking the crap out of Baltimore in Baltimore, it was the biggest statement yeah. game of the year. But the Buccaneers just utter, utter demolition of the Green Bay Packers was. Mm-hmm. That was. Uh, that that was the the Bucks are here and we've yeah. arrived. Yeah, and you figured those two to be like those two have a, a a likely shot of being the respective conference games. Those two games you mentioned, I don't want to besmirch the Pittsburgh Steelers who have a damn good shot, but like, you know, oh yeah, those those Bucks, that, that, Bucks those, Packers and yeah. Ravens and Chiefs, right? Yeah. Now 
I think that the Seahawks obviously would uh, have some things to say about that too. But so, no, you're right. so would the Steelers. But I'm I'm obviously getting ahead of myself. But but it, but, but yeah. are those are those matchups possible for the conference championship games? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, last game of the year, we did a little bit of digging in on the New England Patriots there, but uh, fortunately enough for them, they are in a Monday night football matchup against the New York Jets. <laughs> now, this, shit. This this should be the Scott Hansen game somehow. <laughs> yeah. This honestly. If it was in the one o'clock slate, if it was in the one o'clock slate, and we we had adopted the new uh, no NFC East team rules that you you've bestowed upon the podcast now uh, for 2020, then this would by far and away be the uh, be the Scott Hansen game, right? Like, yeah, yeah, so it's bad. it's not good. the The only reason to watch this game on a Monday is like. If you if you want to see the Patriots, if you want to say, you know, like for, like the end of a horror movie, if you want like, okay, are the Patriots really like, are they really done for? Mm-hmm. I don't think the Patriots are going to lose this game. No. But they no, did. If they did, that would be. Yeah, like it's the reverse butt fumble game. Like everything that could just possibly go wrong for the for the jet or for the Patriots goes wrong, and like the Jets squeak out a win in some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it, the, the schadenfreude of, 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 of if the Patriots managed to lose this game in a prime time, it would just be just to signify the end of their dynasty. Yeah. Delicious. Like, Oh yeah. Oh, this is, this is really over. And especially yeah. the previous, uh, the previous primetime game is Tom Brady going out and throwing four touchdowns at a huge division win against, uh, against a team that also fancies itself a contender. Yeah. Cool. Like, it, it has a chance to be a real, real lousy 24 hours for uh, for some people if that yeah. if that's the way it goes down. Now, the, the Patriots are not losing this football game, I don't I just, I No, just, I don't think so. I don't, I, like, I know they're, do I want to give seven points on the road? Jeez, I'm, like, I don't even know how to handle this game from a betting perspective because part of me says, I don't, I'm not giving seven points on the road to bet on this crappy Patriots team. And then the other part of me says, I only have to give up seven points to bet on the Jets or bet against the Jets. So I, I, I think this is a stay away for me, but it's uh, not a great situation. Yeah, not a lot of value here. I, I've actually got the Patriots minus seven and a half. Uh, Patriots minus seven and a half on the road against the Jets. Bill, where are you? You know what? I feel like every year when the Patriots play the Jets, I end up taking the Jets, and they cover more often than you'd think, so I'll, I'll do the same. The Jets are never good, and the Patriots are usually much better, and this is the worst Patriots team we've seen, so I'll take uh, I'll take the Jets here. Give me the points. Oh, feeling frisky. I like it, Bill. Way to take a stand, man. Um, yeah, I just... I Wow, what a bad game. What, what a crappy game. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, not not good. I I stay away from me too. Don't want to don't want to trust the Patriots with seven and a half on the road. God, I can't believe I said that out loud. What a what a what an age we live in now. Um, just for we don't we don't have this doesn't have to. We've already officially declared the uh, the Scott Hansen game, Greg, but uh, or Craig, but I'm uh, curious as to what if we were to uh, take the Week Ten Scott Hansen rules and transcribe them into Week Nine. What would your what would your new Scott Hansen game be for the one o'clock slate? I thought about doing it for this week. Mm-hmm. I think it would be if, if Stafford's not playing. It's Vikings. It's Vikings one. Okay. If he is, I, I'm. It's got to be Texans Jaguars, right? 
actually, uh, even if even if Stafford doesn't play, it's probably Texans Jaguars. Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, so that's it. All that's left to do is to do our glorious, glorious Week 9 picks. I'm going to go first based off of my crazy 5 and a week, third one of the season this year. Um, I'm going to take Detroit plus the 4.5. As I mentioned, I think that's a three-point game. I'm going to take Miami plus the 4.5 because the same reason I think that's a three-point game. I'm taking Carolina plus the 11. Uh, I'm taking the Chargers as, as I – Exclaimed. I think the Chargers are just much better than the Raiders, and I know they've blown a lot of leads recently, but I'm going to go ahead and say they bucked the trend this week and actually hang on to the big lead against the Raiders. And for my final pick, I am taking the Washington football team because I, I just think I think I realize that's a crappy football game with two crappy teams, but I think if you don't take the football team, I think we're passing up uh, a lot of good value to get. I mean, I'm, I'm betting a team coming off a bye that is solidly coached with a little bit of talent against Daniel Jones on a short week. I'm sorry. I'm just not passing that up. Um, Billy, why don't you go ahead and uh, give me your five there, please, good sir. Yes, sir. Give me give me the Raiders. Ooh, I, think there, I think we're going to see some points there. We're going to see – let's see the Titans. They should do fine. I'll take the Panthers. I'll take Hotlanta. How dare you? I will take <laughs> Brady and the Buccaneers. Okay. Minus four and a half. All right. Uh, Craig Needles, to, uh, take us home for week nine, good sir. I am going to be taking the Carolina Panthers, making a clean sweep there. Clean sweep. Well. Uh, I am going to be taking the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers as well. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I almost would have been a clean sweep on the Bucks. Yeah. But I, they, yeah, they were my sixth, narrowly yeah. edged out. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm going to take the Indianapolis Colts. I like that pick. I like it a lot. I'm going to give you the two and a half instead of the two because that's what I wrote. It's, it's one and a half in some books too. But yeah, I'll take. I'll yeah. take. Half, it obviously. should be two and a half. Like, uh, but they, they, that was uh, like much like the box. I had the Colts written down at the two and a half. But I, like I said, if you're gonna bet that in real life, Craig, I'm telling you, it, it just wait till Monday. Till no, Monday morning. I, you might I find promise that is exactly my plan. I promise you. Yeah. I prom- I, I think yeah. that I'm the T line bounce up a little bit. I really like the Colts there. I, I think they're gonna win that game. Uh, anyway, your last two. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my last two are going to include. Um, and I went back and forth on some of these. But I think I'm going to take the Seahawks. And I'm going to wrap it up with... Uh, I'll go against you, Pierce. I'm going to say the Cardinals. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals. All right. Well, I'd say I'm worried, but I went 5-0 and and you were 0-5 last week. So. It's a rough week for me. It's a rough week. Yeah, it's been a very rough week. It's been a rough year for you a little bit. But, uh... Maybe I'm making the same mistake again because the Rams were one of my five last week, and basically we knew like mm-hmm. two minutes to that game that that wasn't happening. I also had the Titans last week, I think. Uh, didn't I take the Titans? But No, yeah. no, you didn't have the Titans. You had you had Cleveland who just – they were well, ter- not to, Yeah, not to go through this, but you had Cleveland who was just terrible at home. Uh, you had Carolina who – that didn't. was a weird game in the rain yeah. and guys got hurt. Oh, we didn't talk about Bridgewater getting devastated oh, that on that was, hit that and then a- going back in. That was awful. Um, you had Buffalo, who won the game, but but 
didn't cover. Like, they won by three, but they were three-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, that seems unfair. I should get that one. <laughs> yeah, that one was unfair. You had the Rams, who you mentioned, and, and just absolutely shit the bed. And then you had the Niners plus the three, which uh, last week, I remember that one being annoying as well. Was that one annoying? No, the Seahawks crushed them, and then the Niners, like, sort of made comebacks because the Seahawks offense is so terrible. Because, I, yeah, that was the one. You guys both had Frisco when I was on Seattle last week. That was uh, that was the one that I was. But there's no sense rem- uh, reminiscing against the past because we're on to week nine. Uh, that is it for this week. Crossover Podcast is available at the crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com, slash crossoverpodcast, and soundcloud.com, slash crossoverpodcast. We're on iTunes. Please rate and subscribe. Five stars only. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. Uh, we're also on Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Uh, so check us out on those platforms and pump up our numbers there. Um, we will be back next week talking week 10 and breaking down week nine. And I promise you, I will get you some Mandalorian coverage coming up. I watched the first episode last week. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And there's a new one coming out tomorrow. And it'll be great. I want to get a few more out before I bring the guys on to actually talk about them. But I swear to the people who listen to this podcast that are begging me to get to the comic book stuff that uh, I, I will get to it. And the uh, we will talk Mandalorian. Uh, so that is it. Craig, Bill, as always, pleasure talking football with you guys. Uh, Take care, and we'll talk to you next week on the Crossover Podcast.